0: Call the spec sheet now at 573-837-4948. is a very special edition of the Spec Sheet with Curtis Thornton. On this broadcast, each listener will receive a complimentary pre-owned 10-gigabyte IBM IDE hard drive. No need to call about the drive. We have your information. To speak with Curtis, call now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's the Spec Sheet.
1: Hey, everybody. Hey.
2: It's the Spec Sheet with Curtis Thornton. I'm Michael Van Deven. And if you want to call the show tonight, uh, let me turn this AC off so maybe I won't have so much noise in this room here. Uh, If you want to call the show, the number to call is 573 837 4948. It's 573 837 4948. Eight three seven forty nine forty eight. 837-4948, I guess you could say this is a bit of an impromptu broadcast tonight. Uh, we didn't really plug it or anything. Uh, we just sort of did it, and it's not necessarily going to be as long as it normally would be either. There were just some specific issues relating to tech that we wanted to talk about, and so that's what we're going to do. Um,
1: what's up, Curtis? Well, I think the big news that, that we should talk about, we'll call it our breaking news for the night, uh, even though it's, what, 24 hours old. Uh, would be uh, Google purchasing Motorola. I, I think this is a big deal, and we need to talk about it and sort out what it means to us that uh, Google just purchased uh, the the largest public acquisition that they've ever done, uh, and what it what it does to the, the the mobile world in general, and specifically how does Android uh, fit into this?
2: And I think if you've listened to like maybe our last two shows, I've essentially had an aneurysm on the air as a result of what's been happening with my droid X. And this merger fixes that problem entirely. Well, Hopefully it does, yes. Well, I can't imagine how it doesn't. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, the issue I've always complained about, and I'm going to give the really boiled down version because this will be the third time I've passed a bowel movement on the air, over this issue. Um, Essentially, what it comes down to is I have a phone. It's manufactured by Motorola. The software that comes for my phone is from Google, and the people who have to approve the software before it can get to my phone are Verizon. So there are three entities between my phone and the software that runs on it. So if I ever want the newest version, I have to essentially jump through about, eh, you know, 40 or 50 hoops. And by the time it's all done, uh, well, let's just say I need a vitamin D pill. So, and and you want to stay regular? (laughs) Well, I've never known vitamin D necessarily to
1: affect (laughs) regularity. No, it has nothing to do with that, but uh, so anyway, so uh, many different places that
2: so anyway, what's going to happen with this buyout is it's going to put an OEM, a phone manufacturer, under the Google umbrella directly, so it's no longer a partner who happens to use Android on their devices it's actually going to be the people who write the code for android owning the people who make the hardware which is in, in turn going to be sold directly to the customer and it is essentially identical to the uh, to the apple model is it not yeah. yes it is uh, well it, it
1: isn't identical but it's very, very close.
2: And by the way, mentioning Apple, I don't know if this is actually going to happen or not, but Fry's girl from Coast Gab claims that she's going to call in tonight at some point to complain for about four minutes straight about Apple. Uh, We'll see if she actually follows through on this or not. I don't know. She says she's going to.
1: Well, I look forward to to, to hearing that. Anyway,
2: so I said this is essentially the Apple model, is it not? And then I interrupted
1: you. Okay, well, yeah, the... The thing that that's different about it is the fact that at this point Google is is pushing all of the other partners that they have to step into line with them. Uh, th- these are all the other hardware partners that were developing handsets like Samsung, HTC, telling them we're still going to keep uh, Android open source. Kind of ignore the fact that now we're we're developing hardware too. Uh, you can still use it. It, they convinced them to, to come out with press releases, all saying that they still are defending the Apple or the Android platform. But you, you got to feel pretty bad if you're a, a HTC right now and you've put all this money behind the, the Android platform and you're thinking that uh, Google is going to stick with their idea of flirting with the hardware manufacturers, but never developing their true Google phone. Well now all of a sudden, uh, Google has the ability to make that phone. Uh, the The other thing where I think this is is interesting for us is just a few days ago we talked about Motorola and Android and how those two uh, connected with each other. And, and while we might not, or I might not have got the the ultimate transaction correct, I think we got the details right. I think we really got into this before real news hit.
2: Well, um, let's not get silly here. Well, no, no, I'm- <laughs> You said. You said that Motorola would eventually right. control Android, so you were on the right path. you were and on in a
1: way that's correct
2: well, no, not necessarily because the premise was that Google would essentially begin to view Android as a distraction right. both technologically exactly. in terms of development and in terms of legalities
1: well in and the way it turns out is, is is the opposite like like I was getting to that. That I think the the ultimate way it plays out puts everybody together, uh, similar to what I expected, but but not exactly the same way because uh, I I expected Google to say at some point that Android uh, would would start to lose uh, the dominance it has right now and still be interested in the platform, but decide to sell it off to somebody else. when Motorola would be right there, positioned to pick it up after years of shielding them from. In uh, intellectual property uh, arguments, well, the the opposite happened. Instead, Google has proven that they have all their 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 eggs behind the the mobile uh, basket. They purchased Motorola, and now they have all that uh, intellectual property protection that they wanted before. And, and part of what really annoys me about this whole process, when it comes to technology right now, is why is it that all of these manufacturers, uh, whether it's software, hardware. Microsoft Apple or or Google feel that they need to fight it out in a, the legal system through intellectual property arguments rather than in the marketplace where people can buy products and and make their decisions because if you look at this it turns out that that Google bought Motorola to, to give them uh, some strength in their their IP rights and hopefully that will distract or deter uh, competitors to, to sue them. that's weird, isn't it? That that's now where our technology world has come to that battles are won and lost in the courtroom over intellectual property only. Uh, I mean, it's always been a battle. I mean, you look back at beta, uh, beta and the VHS. I mean, that was a a legal battle, but the marketplace got involved pretty early on in that too, and started to go towards uh, VHS. So it wasn't only a a legal battle that this turns out that, Android or Google spends $12 billion uh, to uh, try to win a legal battle before it really gets any legs.
2: Maybe, I I mean, there are numerous reasons, I guess you could say, as to why they're fighting it out in the court more so than I guess maybe used to be the case. Number one, it's my understanding that if you have patents and you don't defend them, you lose them. Exactly. Yeah, Uh, that's true. That's number one. And number two is, hey, guess what? Apple is scared. I know a lot of people can't even consider that possibility, but I mean, look how well, fast things change in the mobile space. I mean, it was just early 2007, I think, uh, just before the uh, iPhone was introduced. The uh, Motorola Razor was the phone to have. I mean, right. look at how that's changed. I it it was inconceivable at that moment when everybody was trying to get their hands on a razor that we would be where we
1: are now. Just four years later? Yeah. Well, and I still think that Apple at some point, uh, so th- things
2: change. That was my point.
1: Right. Well, and they're scared. Well, and when Apple finally decides that this isn't worth it, uh, they're going to drift away slowly. Uh, the problem is that Apple right now is only making money in the mobile space. So they have to defend it as heavily as they can. But, uh, well now when you say
2: they're only making money in the mobile space, I th- I feel like we, kind of need to be a little more specific and say well, at least it's my understanding they're only making money off of hardware yeah they're not even making money off of the itunes sales when you factor in all the uh, expenses well, no, that I, go into making that work or am i wrong
1: i think it's finally turned the corner for them on that but in their last uh, uh, oh a- analyst estimate or update uh, if i remember correctly uh they were making more money on mobile, as as far as it was the the growth of the company compared to PC sales, which were dwindling. So you were seeing the shift happen in Apple to where uh, mobile is the big money maker, and and I'm pretty sure that iTunes now is is profitable enough to to carry its own weight. For a long time, it wasn't. It was extremely expensive to to handle that beast uh, for years. Uh, it cost them money to to have iTunes up and available but you I know, believe those days are over.
2: I, I think I'm going to give this to you. As I'm thinking more and more about it, your prediction really was centered on the idea that those entities would just kind of come together somehow.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm not so claiming, I'm going to give like this had, to you.
2: I'm going to give this look, to you. No more
1: poo-pooing. Okay, well, I'm not claiming to be exactly right here. Like Oh, no, said, you're I, exactly I, I, right, Curtis, and you're brilliant. we'll, we'll keep team. saying that as I say this. Uh, it makes me feel a lot better. Uh, and I really need that kind of reinforcement. Well, but uh, I'll give it to you. Okay, well, like I said, the, the 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 premise, I think, was correct that they had to come together at some point. The way it happened, I was totally wrong on. But it, it changes everything, though, because uh, if you uh, look at this, not just on the surface, uh, which I'm going to do that first, but uh, later on I want to talk about how this affects Google and a lot of other uh, avenues of business they're going. If you remember my big rant about how Google really annoys me because they pretend to be all uh, – friendly and exciting Mm -hmm. and then uh, open and not doing harm. But in reality, they're getting their hands on all this data and who really knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, Google has a chance here to, to, to get their hands around pretty much everything, uh, on this deep level. Uh, and, and Motorola turns out to be a very strategic play for them to own as a business because it does help them finish surrounding the circle of who you are when it comes to the digital world. So, uh, if they take that, the, the dark route that I'm scared they could, it could be really bad, but there's also a chance for another route that could be the opening up of all kinds of, uh, parts of the technology of our lives, whether it's broadband, internet, TV service, they, they could end up open sourcing all that and totally proving me wrong in this. Uh, and so, uh, I'm going to hope that's the direction they go on it, but I want to go into that more later. Uh, I think on the surface level, just looking at why did they buy Motorola, uh, I was digging in a little bit today on this uh, in preparation to talk about the show, and I find this very interesting. Uh, Google uh, is, uh, at least on paper, is paying $12.5 uh, billion for the, the purchase of Motorola, but, but when you look at the, the, the internal workings, Motorola has like $3 billion in the bank right now, and there's, there's some other things that brings that price down. I think it was closer to to seven billion or five billion is what they're actually paying for it, but uh, breaking down the uh, amount of patents that Motorola has and looking at what Google is paying per patent, it ends up being the exact same price uh, per patent that uh, Microsoft, Apple, Rim, all of those groups paid in the big patent war that just happened over Nortel.
2: And Motorola has something like 12,500 patents. Am I right about that? Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it turns out that, uh, yeah, they have 24,500 patents. 24,000? 24,
2: 24,000. Yeah. Oh, I read 12,000. I read twelve yeah. five. Wow, I'm way Yeah, yes. I was
1: just looking here. Uh, wow. And th- this is a really interesting thing. That This should tell you a little bit more, uh, or they're going to pay uh Twelve billion for it, I guess it's not. Obviously, the deal hasn't gone through yet. What could those patents be comprised of? It, it's all kinds of things. I mean, we'll think about that. Uh, Motorola has been in the the mobile game for many, many, many years. This
3: is a patent for a keypad which contains a zero centered at the bottom. <laughs> There's also a star shaped key on the left hand side and one that looks like a tic tac toe board on the right hand side. Yeah, this I- is intellectual property which we will continue to protect.
1: I bet you somewhere inside that they have a, a patent for flip phone technology and uh, phones that you can plug into your car that are as big as a suitcase. Uh, They'll but, find something in there. Yeah. well, they don't, it, Like I was saying before, it really annoys me that the, the legal system is where we have to fight now the, the battles of dominant technology. Because, yeah, the, the whole point of having this 24,000 patents is on, in the random hopes that Apple or Microsoft – will we'll do some technology in a mobile phone or in their operating system that will vaguely uh, infringe on a patent that Google owns so then they can use that as leverage to stop a patent uh, argument uh, that they're infringing on something. It, it's all ridiculous. They're all derivatives of the same thing. Uh, so let the market decide who does the best uh, best job of implementing it. But
2: I think HTC is actually probably pretty happy about this right now. And the reason I say that is because for every HTC device that's sold that has Android on it, they have to pay Microsoft 5 bucks. Right. Well, as you can imagine, that 5 bucks adds up. And I'm thinking that probably the margins on these devices are not very high. Maybe I'm wrong about that. No, but, no,
1: that's from what I've read, they aren't. Uh,
2: and I suspect that what could possibly wind up happening here is with uh, Google owning all of these Motorola patents, they could come to HTC's rescue as one of their Android partners and use some of that leverage against
1: Microsoft possibly to put a stop to that. That's if, uh, that would be that, uh, that happy direction that, that Google could take all of this. I
2: cannot imagine they're not going to go the happy direction. Yeah. I mean, the the genie's out of the bottle. What could possibly happen? Are they going to come out and say, okay, Android's no longer open
1: source and it can only be used by one OEM now? Yeah. No, I don't think they're going to do that, but, uh, I I can see them, I mean, I definitely can see the scenario you just just said, but I also could see them uh, slowly squeezing out, not by a direct uh, line of saying that Android is now in this closed Motorola system, but I can see them, the more they tailor uh, the operating system to run on the platforms they're anticipating building, the more they could squeeze out HTC, and you're going to get... Right now, you get a fairly open process and, and experience on an HTC device. I could see that becoming more and more like the old Motorola Verizon experience you mentioned earlier on every other device. And over time, people get frustrated with it, and HTC tries to move towards Microsoft uh, or whatever new operating system comes out. Uh, but uh, it, it really quick, too, one of the things we talked about last show was that I could completely see if Google would – if they could – close that cycle of hardware and software, that all it would take is one really just awesome, uh, drop-dead gorgeous phone uh, with Android that that just did the uh, experience correct. To you be, don't think
2: any of the existing Nexus devices have been that?
1: Well, they've come close, but they haven't killed, uh, what I was going to say is kill the iPhone. Uh, I love the iPhone, and I'll buy the iPhone five. Well, killed Ford the S, iPhone
2: in terms of sales and popularity, or killed it in terms of capability and and worthiness? Uh,
1: in, in terms of uh, perception, uh, when you get to the point to where
2: so uh, you're not really talking about uh, worthiness and what have you, you're just talking about market perception.
1: Yeah, market perception. That's all the 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 phone industry now, and the mobile mobile industry, because that includes tablets too. And it it's it's the new bubble. It's the new housing bubble, or the Dot com bubble. It's just, it's shifted now to, to the mobile world. So everything is about perception. And as long as Apple feels like uh, the the people are on their side as, as the quote-unquote underdog people who create minimalist experiences that just work every time, once they lose that, they're going to become frustrated with it and bored. Uh, the problem is, like I said, they've boxed themselves into this situation. Uh, and, and my, my example to, to prove that would be Uh, Look at old uh, iMacs. iMac used to be a great little device that you could buy for uh, not an exorbitant amount of money, but a little bit more than a PC, and it did everything you'd want it to, and it fit in this nice, cute little box. And then it became not so cool to do that anymore because Microsoft and IBM and Intel got together and started creating really cheap PCs that did everything that an iMac can do. And so buying an iMac was only to say you're an Apple person, and, uh, not because you got any extra functionality and it didn't become nearly as cool for, for Apple products to be out there anymore. And so they drifted away into almost uh, obscurity for many, many years. And it's just in the last you know 10 years that they've come back again, but, uh, they could do that again on the iPhone. Uh, all it takes is for people to not think that they're the cool it thing anymore. And the all seeing eye of Steve jobs shifts a different direction and looks for the next big thing. And as soon as that happens, and I'm kind of scared that it might be this new uh, uh, mothership or whatever they're, they're building in Cupertino, that that big building might become the new thing that he's so focused on that you're going to see the iPhone and the whole mobile experience start to, to fail. Wouldn't
2: uh, that just be such a short-sighted f- failure and just shame if be. that I, building became the focal point of his moment from the from the earliest minute of the day until he shut his eyes at night, yeah, and I don't know if that's happened yet, but I could see, it I happening. could see that too. Now that you yeah. mention it, I well, saw the video of him in the court in Cupertino mm-hmm. talk, or no, in uh, at the, yeah, uh, it it at the council council meeting, city council meeting talking yeah. to them about the uh, plans that they have, and I can, in retrospect, as I look back on this, see him becoming obsessed with this. Well, because he's in, going to view it as some sort of a legacy for himself right. far beyond any of the products that people have come to know and love over the years. This is going to be a monument to the empire that he built. He built this empire. This will be he a monument a to him. And right about the time this thing is done, based on what typically happens to people who have the illness that he's suffering from, he'll probably be either dead or not far from it.
1: Right. Well, And, and the problem is that and he knows right that. now— yeah, exactly. So he's gonna pick his his pony and go with it in this this race. Uh, it it might be uh, for the future, not for the short term. And, and look at what he's done though with Apple. He, he's resurrected it from. Well, first off, he built it from scratch, and then he resurrected it from the dead. Uh, and all, like I said, all he needs is for someone to knock him off of his his throne for uh, just for for one uh, cycle of phones. You know that the. the Let's say the very first official Google slash Motorola phone that comes out, it just is this awesome device and does all the things that are typically associated with the iPhone experience, which isn't that much different than the, the Android experience, but it's an Apple and that makes it cool right now. If all of a sudden that cool factor is gone, he's not going to have nearly as much interest in it. It's not like he's going to re-engineer the thing from the ground up to make it beat whatever Google does. Uh, Google's in this to, to play for the long term. That's very clear now. Uh, if, if you're going to spend $12 billion uh, for patents uh, and then you end up getting all this extra stuff thrown in for free, uh, then you're in it for real. And, and plus the, this play ends up giving them, like I said, all this back-end technology now that Google is going to have control over. It's amazing that no one else has thought to do this uh, to take over Motorola before now yeah.
2: I mean obviously Google is very happy to be getting their hands on these patents but let me take this nicotine gum out they're obviously happy to get these patents but I think that to say that that's what this deal boils down to I think is a little bit cynical Because for years we have listened to people talk on and on and on about the fragmentation of Android and what a problem that is. It's been such a thorn in Google's side, and people who like Android and are evangelists for the platform over the course of the last couple of years have incessantly been boxed into the position of having to defend it, to explain it away, to spin it and turn it into something good when it really isn't anything good. And now they finally have the opportunity to remove that thorn from their side and do it in really the best possible way they ever could, which is to make the devices themselves. And I view the patents as a bonus. I mean, I think it's just a matter of coincidence. That these patent wars happen to be where they are right now, and in, in terms of, uh, well, maybe in terms of Google buying Motorola, yet specifically mm-hmm. Motorola, but not in terms of them buying a manufacturer, just in general.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I I think this really shows how uh, how far-sighted uh, Google is because buying Motorola on the surface level for the for the patent purposes. It is a smart play it works but then the the each level deeper that i go looking at this deal it becomes that much more evident what google's plans are or what they could be and it, it only works out in google's favor and like i said depending on which path they go it could work out great for us or it might turn out that we're giving away more of our 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 digital freedom to, to google over the years and you might see a breakup happen some some point down in the future of google but the there's not really many lo- many ways that Google loses in this unless they just lay an egg as far as the first device that comes out of this new Synergy. That, if that device That's sucks. not a possibility. I, I don't think so. I mean, because you've already got the, the Droid platform uh, to play off of. You've got the uh, software
2: engineers. They're going to be working hand-in-hand with the hardware engineers, all of whom are profoundly
1: experienced and bright. Um, well, here's the thing, too. Look, look at what Google has now that no other phone, uh, no other OS or hardware manufacturers had before. Google's had its hands deeply in the process of hardware manufacturing from all of the major names except for Apple, uh, Apple and Nokia, uh, in, in the mobile phone world. They, they've worked oh, I see, yeah, they've worked hand hand <laughs> yeah, I see where you're going. Yeah, they've worked hand-in-hand with all of them.
2: I see where you're going here.
1: Now What a dirty own, trick. <laughs> yeah, now they own Motorola. <laughs> So now they can take everything they've learned after several years of experience and they wow. better build an awesome phone. And I think they will. Uh, I, I think it's possible that, uh, you know, of course, this is going to take a couple years to play out. But that device, when it comes out, even if I still am, am my Apple fanboy that I've been for years, I'll, I'll probably buy this phone, too, just to play with it. Because you have to assume it has to be a great device. Oh, come device. on. You're going to buy it because you love it. I might. And again, I, I could end up being that same perception. I, I'm one of the people that disappeared from Apple when it became you, – you're pretty much an idiot at one point when, when you can buy a PC that's five times faster than an iMac or a Performa uh, or an Optima, I think, was the other one. Uh, you could go buy one of those for $2,000 or I can buy a little uh, Dell PC for 300 that can run circles around that. It, it, it was a It was a financial move to switch to PCs. It made sense. Uh, I, I I can see that happening on the mobile phone thing. If if the experience is better on the Android than it is on on anything that's coming out of the iPhone world, it, it really makes sense to. Me. I mean, Apple's put put all of its uh, development focus right now. Uh, it seems on the cloud rather than uh, expanding the mobile phone uh, options you have. I think they're going to stick pretty heavily to uh, the iPad form factor and the iPhone. Form factor. I mean, they'll do little uh, incremental changes to them, but they aren't expanding the horizons any. If they don't open up their device uh, or their, their OS to other devices, then uh, you're not going to see anything other than what Apple wants. Google hopefully will still bring in all these other manufacturers and uh, the the uh, community too, which they've already done for years with with Android. there's there's chances to go any direction when it comes to Google. There's really the only direction of Apple when it comes to Apple. If Google does
2: maintain the present course and continue to work with OEMs other than themselves, um, and they do the honest and the right thing that they've promised Mm -hmm. thus far that they're going to do, at least subsequent to the buyout here, Mm -hmm. um, will that change your impression of Google as being this evil company you now perceive them to be?
1: Yeah, well, I'll tell you specifically one thing that that they could do as a company that would change uh my entire perception of them and and that again getting into that those deeper levels of what they get with with Motorola if they were to take the the IPTV and broadband networks that they now are going to have a stranglehold on because Motorola mobility uh managed those i mean they they built cable modems i bet most of the people out there listening to the to the show right now or to the stream uh if they have a cable modem, they probably have a Motorola cable modem. Uh, and if they don't have a Motorola cable modem, Motorola at least provided their ISP some piece of of internet uh, or network technology that's involved in their their network, or it's providing their TV service. If, if Google takes that and makes it more open and, and gives the ability for a lot more uh, devices to. To communicate with that platform, to where we're not stuck with this old behemoth of a closed network that we've had for so many years, they'll win me over right there. If if they can stop Comcast, Time Warner, uh, from from ruling the way we use the internet in our homes and the way we watch TV, then I'll, I'm prepared to jump in line to to be a Google fanboy. Maybe what the, do you call a Google fanboy?
2: Um, just a Google fanboy. I'm not aware okay. that there's.
1: Well, it seems like they need to have some kind of little name. Yeah. Uh. Goo boy? Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm a goo boy.
2: (laughs) I don't know. That sounds like someone needs to pack some paper towels, frankly, every time I would hear that. And this I pulled from some story written by a guy named Anders Byland, Uh, but I don't have the website that I actually printed it from. So uh, if you want to sue for copyright infringement, send a letter to Curtis Thornton, P.O. Box 666. Um, the title of the story here, What Google Lost and Gained by Not Buying Motorola in 2010. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to pull some uh, clips out of this. Google just plunked down $12.5 for Motorola Mobility. Uh, 31% of $10.6 which, by the way, is what the uh, market cap of Motorola was, uh, Motorola as a company. Well, let me make sure I've got this right. Okay. Um. Well, let me just start reading it. How about that? Would okay. the deal have been cheaper if Big G had just purchased a handset maker back in January twenty ten rather than launching the ill-fated Nexus one instead? To figure that out, we need to look back at the state of Motorola some nineteen months ago and apply some mathematical magic. When the Nexus Which wasn't one- very good. When the Nexus One was introduced, Motorola sported a market cap of about ten point six billion. That's for the entire Motorola beast, including the infrastructure and enterprise operations that later became Motorola Solutions. At that time, mobile devices represented 31% of Motorola's sales and did not generate profits. The only fair division available is to split the company along revenue lines. 31% of $10.6 billion is $3.3 billion, and Google is paying 3.8 times that amount today. If the deal falls apart for some reason, like failing regulatory approval, which is not going to happen, by the way, or due to Motorola's shareholder vote, Google will pay a $2.5 billion breakup fee that nearly equals our hypothetical early 2010 market cap, you were going to say? Oh, no, go ahead. In slightly more realistic terms, Google would probably have needed a similar-sized buyout premium back then. This would put the theoretical buyout price at $6.2 billion, or about half of the final price tag. Uh, here are one of the more interesting parts that I highlighted. When Motorola separated last December, the final value of mobility was one-ninth of the total company. Motorola shareholders received one mobility share per eight regular shares. Using that ratio instead, you'd get a fair price of $1.9 billion, including the buyout boost. Any way you size it, Google could have saved a truckload of cash by getting into the hardware game much earlier. Its bold plan to revolutionize the way cell phones are sold fizzled early on, and the Nexus One became nothing but a developer phone in less than six months' time. We don't know what that failed experiment ended up costing Google, but most of the pain was probably passed
1: to Nexus Maker HTC. So uh, That goes to what I was saying before. That 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 makes it sound like Google made a bad choice by waiting.
2: And this is but, about the patents and they just wanted to get while the getting was good.
1: Well, go back to them working with multiple uh, hardware providers and learning from their experiences and their failures. That doesn't take into account how much money HTC actually spent and lost during the Nexus One and every other uh, Android device they've built from that point to now. Uh, and what Motorola's put into it. Uh, Samsung, all of that ends up being a net gain for uh, Google because they didn't spend that money. Uh, and I, I guarantee you, that's a, a high net. Maybe it's not twelve billion, but it's a high number. And what what Google's actually paying for? Uh, let's see if I have that article still. Uh, yeah, uh, Apple, Apple. Why do I want to say that every time I say Android? Uh, Google's actually paying closer to. $5.3 billion uh, total for the, the deal once you take away the money that uh, is uh, included in operating losses for Motorola currently and uh, the money they had in the bank from an infusion from Motorola Parent before the, the breakup right. and th- this breakup has been set to, to happen for like three years now or at least the, the division of Motorola uh, they've been hinting at it for a really long time they just finally did it at the beginning of this year, ironically, uh, before Google goes to buy them.
2: Well, we're going to take a break here, and when we come back, I want to talk about the potential of Google possibly buying a cell a sell- service provider. Um, I think that would be rather interesting. I want to see what Curtis's thoughts are on that. That would really tear some things up. <laughs> that's, that's the one sore spot that remains with me, is the fact that we still have these idiotic... Service providers that we have to deal with out there. Wow. That would really mess some things up. Anyway, it's the spec sheet with Curtis Thornton. Give us a call and uh, we'll
0: be happy to put you on right here. Call the spec sheet now at 573 837 4948. got the spec sheet with Curtis Thornton. On this edition, we'll be discussing only lawnmower repair. Please, no calls about computers. Call the show now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's the spec sheet. Got a little bit liner
2: happy there. Sorry about that. This is the spec sheet. And again, that phone number, 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948. If you happen to be on Skype, you can Skype us. Just look up username MV. V D R T.
1: That's M V D R T. You yeah. sound a little quiet. I don't know if you're really farther away. Yeah, just a little bit from what you were earlier. I don't know if it's just me or. Uh, how's this? Uh, Any different? How's sounds that? Felt the same to me. Really? Well, I think yeah. on your end, maybe it's. It might be on. My,
2: yeah, I think that's fun. just the case for you, but the listeners are probably hearing me normally. I would okay. imagine that's cool. Anyway, so before the break, I was talking about the possibility. Now Motorola has been bought out by Google. Uh, That sort of closes one link in the chain. And I'm kind of wondering about the future possibilities and what you think with regard to this as far as uh, Google potentially buying a mobile carrier. What do you think?
1: Well, if they do it, I I really think that falls in line with what their their plans are at the moment. Uh, Because if you look at what what, uh, Motorola has traditionally done, they've, they've owned multiple lines of communication. It makes sense to go ahead and gobble up the last part of it, which is... Uh, the, the company that actually charges you for that uh, interaction. Uh, the, the, going back to that that two tracks of potential Google, uh, if it turns out that they take it over and they open up our networks to the point of where all kinds of new technologies and uh, uh, network uh, functionality that exists everywhere else in the world uh, comes to America, then I'm all for it. Uh, and at this point, I think all the, the major uh, telecoms have proven that they have no interest in... The end user, so why not bring Google in? And they've wanted to do this anyway. They, they, they were big, uh, big guys trying to buy up a lot of the spectrum at the last auction uh, of uh, spectrum from the FCC. So why couldn't it, they swing
2: that? Why weren't they successful? That's just annoyed me since yeah. then. Why?
1: It, well, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened on that. They've one. got if, the cash. They, why didn't they just spend it? Yeah, somebody, somebody fought them on it. It wasn't the same as the patent deal, but. Uh, fought them in what regard like like spent more money than them or like, bid more well, money push, than them? Pushed for the issue that they didn't really deserve uh that they weren't players in 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 that space and they didn't deserve to 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 be purchasing it. but google was a part of the bid process were they not
2: oh yeah they were well, they, then they, yeah, what, they got what,
1: approval ahead of time from the fcc
2: then what is it that somebody could have done i mean yeah to poopoo though well i'll need to google that one well because uh, let's take a call hi you're on the air Hi, Michael. It's
4: it's Fires Girl. How are you? Who? Fires Girl.
2: I'm sorry. We don't know anybody by that name.
4: Oh, that- too bad. You're
2: not now. Well, anyway, I'm kidding with you. I'm just making you uncomfortable. Did it work? Yeah. Okay, great. We'll so- sorry again. <laughs> well, it's been nice talking to you. Have a lovely evening. It was a good show.
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs>
2: So anyway, before we get started here, some of you may or may not know Fry's Girl from Coast Cab. And the first thing I want to ask you is, two years ago, you just disappeared. You just went into the ether. What happened to you?
4: i I rather not discuss it on the air. Was
2: it violent it, in nature? You
4: know. No, it's... Uh, you weren't violated
2: in any nature. way, were you?
4: No, I... <laughs> I wasn't violated, I
2: wasn't, um, nothing
4: nothing like that, but uh, work-related, you know. Okay, so no... Business, business
2: matters. Well, I'm as long as no swabbing was required, no police reports were filed, I'm happy. Uh, so that's good to know. Well, we'll talk about that sometime later then, but I'm sure I'm not the only one to, want to wonder about that, so that's why I ask. I'm sure there are plenty yeah. of Coast Gab people listening at the moment.
1: Yeah, you were one of the shining beacons oh. of uh, posting back there. Yeah, you... you know, actually,
4: thank you for that. I um, When I did return, I happened to, I was kind of looking around the site. It's really nice. I like what you've done. Um, but I was going around looking at the rankings of people, posters, you know, what's been going on. I was just looking. And I have to say, I have still maintained my third place post ranking in the site, even though I went away for as long as I did, so I don't know.
1: Well, the, either that means uh,
4: either <laughs> well, that I
1: wish I could take all the credit for the good stuff, but Michael was involved in a little bit of it. So. Either that means that the posting was rather
2: unimpressive by everybody after you left, or it means you were just obsessed while you were there. <laughs> One of the two. Maybe.
4: I don't know. One of the two, maybe, or I don't know. There could be other reasons. I don't know. Maybe people are intimidated by my. They don't want to. They don't want to. I don't know. Step on my toes. Why? So they watch how much they post.
2: Well, they would have done that in your absence, though. Well, yeah. I mean, after you were gone, you were Maybe. gone, you know? I, I don't
4: know. I know, but I've always thought, you know, there would be some competitive person saying, oh, I I want to be number three.
1: Well, I'm just happy to say that I've maintained my number one lurker status. Uh, I've You're the number one lurker? I, I'm the number one lurker and stalker of the forum. What a creep. I really how do you think see those
4: you... Reports? Say that again. I didn't know we could access, like, that kind of information. Like, I only thought we could see...
2: You can go to the main page at coastgab.com, scroll down underneath where it says... Oh, come on, this stupid. I'm
1: BSing anyway. I'm sure I'm not the number Scroll one. Scroll down.
2: Person. It feels like
4: one of those calls, those like computer help calls, you know, go okay, to the so Okay,
2: Now, does the cable that comes out of the hard drive, is it flat and gray or is it like skinny <laughs> and red? Which one of those is it? Just tell me.
4: <laughs> it's on fire.
2: Well, that's not what I'm asking you, though. Is it but, flat but start, and
1: gray or is it start, <laughs> to start? Can you turn the lights on in the room that the PC is located in? No? Okay, well then let's start with the breaker box.
2: So you go, you know, I really would like to get some tech support calls on this show. We never get them. We have not yet once gotten a tech support call. Just once I would like to show people that I'm more than just a, a color guy. I'm more than just a mouthpiece who sits here and goes, uh-huh, I like what you've done, Curtis. Yes, that was good. That was insightful. I you know there's, there's a, like some help. There's a soul behind this voice. I have feelings and thoughts and uh, I, I can use... I, can oh, wait, I ask wait. you a question? Yes.
4: Okay, I was trying to use Shoutcast on Safari. I'm running Safari on, uh, what is this new? Whatever this new Microsoft program is, the newest operating system, the latest. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, the really fancy new one. I This is my first, you know, attempt at Microsoft, so I've been an Apple user. Oh, my Apple God, you have,
2: just, right. you have just, I don't know what's happened to you. Do you I've just come on board. You have just changed so much. Two years ago, you were all on the Obama gravy train, and now you're just poo pooing the guy. You're talking about how Rush Limbaugh is a hero. You used to call you
3: him. To party? You
2: used to call him Rush Limbals. What happened to you? I know
3: there was a swabbing somewhere in those two years. I want to know. <laughs>
4: Honestly, like I just need some tech help. I just I'm trying. I mean, I don't know. I, one thing I have to say is funny is that Safari is on Microsoft OS. I mean, what like what's going on?
1: It is a because rather my, useless uh, Windows did a browser that actually was uh, standards compliant. So.
2: Well, it is a really useless overture on Apple's part, though, to to make a version of
1: Safari for Microsoft, don't you think? Well, they they pretty much had to because of iTunes. They're also what? well integrated with each other. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, if you look at it, most people who have what uh, you click a link in iTunes and your browser yeah, opens. That's yeah. integration. girl. Did, did did you select uh, Safari on its own to install, or did you get it bundled with iTunes?
4: Um. Uh- uh, 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 i have not iTunes sure. installed?
2: Uh, mm. I do have
4: yeah. iTunes installed, so you, you pro- it I'm, I'm guessing I, with iTunes. iTunes, uh, yeah,
1: yeah. That, that's how <laughs> most people have it.
2: Well, I've yeah, never gotten Safari as a result of installing iTunes on a PC. I didn't even know that was an option.
1: Oh yeah, why it did you buy it, your so? PC?
4: Maybe it's a new like thing. I don't know. I got this computer a year ago, and um, maybe that's why. I don't know. I I don't know. I I I was shocked. When it happened, so I was like, Whoa. "Well, what what
2: was the problem that happened?" I still am not clear on that.
4: Anyway, back to yeah. So the Shoutcast, I'm running Shoutcast, and it's not. Um, and I didn't have this problem when I was on the Apple side of things, but the Shoutcast doesn't run. The Shoutcast the the Shoutcast player does not run on um, Safari. Browser, which is weird. You don't get any sound.
2: You're talking about uh, so, the you talking about the embedded player that pops up it, on the shoutcast yes, website
1: it's because of QuickTime, I bet. Yes.
2: You mean to tell me you got to have QuickTime
1: to make the, that that's work? My guess. I, I've not tried it on. Apple really should just, just blow me. I'm sorry. My guess is that if you go and install the latest version of QuickTime, here's what I
2: bet. here's what you need to do, Fry's girl. You need to go to the, <laughs> the shoutcast website, scroll down to the bottom, and go t- click on settings. And inside there, there's the option to either play from the embedded player on the Shotcast website or to play with your default media player on your machine. You want to have it play with the default media player. And then you you either need to go get VLC. I knew that's what I was
1: going to say to you.
2: Or you can get Winamp. But really, these days, I would kind of shy away from Winamp because AOL owns them. And they have bloated it up so badly. I mean, it it really does way more than it needs to. It even tries to. It even tries to set you up with Winamp Search for Christ's sake. Yeah. I don't do my searching through Google. I prefer Winamp Search. Thank you very much.
1: They've
2: they're they're they've really broken new ground in the search industry. And when so, you say AOL, do you mean Facebook 1.0? Uh Facebook point nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You'll be getting a oh, wow. CD of that in the That's mail.
3: True.
2: So, Fry's girl, were you following my advice as I gave it, or are you writing this down? Go to VideoLand.org.
4: You said go to Troubleshoot. No, sorry, you said go to where? I'm sorry.
2: On, on the Shotcast website, scroll down and click mm-hmm. where it says Settings, mm-hmm. and it's it's really d- all the way down yeah, at the yeah, bottom. Yeah. Yes, and, yes. and and then after you get that, you're going to have like two or three options you can choose from. The one for the player that's embedded into the website ah. will already be selected. You need to change that to the one for your machine's default player, and then save that down ah. at the bottom. And then just just Google the letters VLC, and that'll take you to VideoLand, and you can Videoland. install VideoLand.org, <laughs> and you can install I think the,
4: VLC.
2: VLC is fabulous. See, I'm sorry.
4: I've used VLC before. It's the cone,
2: right? The, the right. cone, the oh,
4: orange right. cone thing. Yeah, very yeah.
2: good. Why do they go with the orange cone? I don't get that. That's always left me subconsciously confused. Yeah, I have no idea. That's a good question. It's easy has, to
4: identify. You know, when
2: it's always under construction. When I see cones, I think of media consumption, <laughs> after all. When <laughs> yes. I see, you know, well, uh, road <laughs> you workers on the highway, I, I immediately start thinking, you know, it's time to download some torrents. Yes, <laughs> and not worrying about the Kodak. Um, so, so you've got that selected, fries girl, and now all you need is your uh, external player, which would be VLC, and you're good to go. And what stream are you trying to listen to, by the way?
4: Um, let's see here, Alex. No, uh, Coast
2: Oh, oh, whatever. Almost you almost get- said Alex Jones, didn't you? <laughs> oh
1: my God, you just really. I hate
4: Alex Jones. For the record, uh, I hate him. Go so to much.
1: PrisonPlanet.com. <laughs> the, the latest video of how the Obama. whatever
4: I, I sometimes go to Coast Gap. If you click on uh, like talk stations, Coast Gap comes like number thir- number three, and Alex Jones, like he has all these you know followers or whatever, so he's number one. He's crazy. Isn't that scary and that he's
1: number one on there?
4: It's very scary, and uh, it's it's terrifying actually. It proves to me that Darwinism
1: um, works because uh, they will be thinned out at some point. They'll be hiding in a oh shelter somewhere waiting oh for gosh. the apocalypse to happen. So, so for, for those If
4: you accidentally click on his name, you know, if you're using, like, your phone, I listen to shout through my phone sometimes. And What
1: kind of phone do you have? Uh,
4: iPhone. Okay, cool. iPhone 4. <laughs> and he blasts through, like, the volume of his microphone is just ridiculous. Like, I don't know. If, if he's a professional broadcaster, he should know better than to,
3: like, makes people deaf. It's I know. Like, oh. they're poisoning the water and the lizard Jews are behind all of it. And I'm sick and tired of sitting behind this microphone trying to convince the world that we're all going to hell in a handbasket and nobody's listening. You laugh at me. You sit there and listen to me and you laugh. And I'm tired of it. I don't get paid anything to do this show. And I'm sick of it. And it's all the Jews. And by the way, I don't hate Jews, but I blame them for everything. But I want it to be clear. I'm not an anti-Semite
4: israel <laughs> Israel. he says israel like he has a very his accent is something else too. he says
2: israel he's
4: i don't i can't imitate how he says it but you have to is it is, is israel i don't know i can't do southern accent too well plus his southern accent well, and, doesn't
1: uh, he have a rick perry accent though West, oh my gosh. is he West? If you tell Texas? him
4: that if you tell him he has any resemblance in any way of anything to Rick Perry i think he'll like so he's been going, so going on about rick the end of Alex.
1: he's
2: been going on <laughs> about rick perry for a while then has he
4: he's yeah he's he's a, he's really upset about this big new the, the i guess he's getting a lot of attention rick perry and yeah. Alex is, I, listen, I'm not a follower. For the record, like, I just happen to know some things about Alex Jones. and You, I know he r- you really scary. feel as
2: though you've been boxed into a corner here, don't I you?
4: Feel, yeah. <laughs> so, I so well, when you it comes
2: the to Alex system, Jones, Go ahead. What'd you say, Fry's Girl?
4: I said, when it comes to Alex Jones, like, admitting that you know things about him, it's really, like, it can be borderline embarrassing because he's he is a kook. Like, this this is someone who, honestly, like, this is not someone you want to be associated with. I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like sorry for Ron Paul because I think it will catch up with him. And I don't know. I don't know. He should be careful because.
1: That's the reason I find it hard to just throw all my eggs behind uh, or into the basket of Ron Paul because I'd like to. but
2: So for this, well, so for this edition of the spec sheet, Fry's Girl recommends <laughs> Alex Jones. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and vote Rick Perry. <laughs> so anyway, Fly's Girl, you had initially said that you had a four-minute speech that you've actually rehearsed We've that you want deli- yeah, to deliver, and it pertains to Apple.
4: It pertains to Apple. It's a rant. Um, but You have just changed ending, so much.
2: I'm frightened. It,
4: <laughs> the ending is, its I don't know, unpleasant. But basically what I want to say is, I have an iPhone 4 currently, but my story of having, possessing an iPhone starts with, um, let's see, the iPhone 3. And I bought the iPhone 3 right before, I was one of the people who bought, you know, an Apple product right before the week before, you know, the the newest, newer version would come out. So the iPhone 3GS came out right after I bought my iPhone 3 and I was happy. I didn't, I didn't have a problem with my iPhone 3G. I was cool and I was, I was happy. I remember telling you that before and, uh, you know, you laughed about it, but I was happy and I didn't have too many problems. Of course, flash was one thing that always annoyed me. I thought that was really snotty of Apple to deny Apple iPhone users flash, but I managed. You know, I kept it. Then, after three, the iPhone 3GS, the, the 4 came out. And I was like, this is BS. You know, I'm never going to need an iPhone 4. Why would I ever upgrade my phone? I'm more than happy. I didn't need extra memory. I was so happy with my iPhone 3. Except for, as I said, the problem with um, the lack of, you know, flash support. Anyhow, this is what this monster evil... Bastard of a company did. They released this update. They always release updates, you know, it's typical for the iOS. And I think this was done on purpose um, because I wasn't the only one. I talked to a lot of people at the store when I went in to complain. Um, the update they released missed, caused all kinds of mysterious um, bugs, you know, to happen to my phone. All kinds, I was experiencing things that it's just embarrassing, like skipping the MP3 was constantly skipping. Um, the phone was not it was, it would freeze. Everything would freeze. The phone was not functional anymore. So I was really angry. I kept updating, turning it on, turning it off, doing all the, you know, things they tell you to do. And I went to the website, I looked at the forums, there were all these complaints and Apple, you know, didn't say anything, do anything. Then the alarm started malfunctioning, everything. And that I am really sensitive about because, you know, my job depends on it. I go to the store and the employee I explained all of this to him and he was like scotching his head. He said, I don't know, this is really weird. Oh, wow, wow, this is I'm sorry, that's really terrible. Well the iPhone four just came out. I said, I know. I don't care. I want you to fix this problem. I don't want an iPhone 4. I have a phone and it works. Oh, uh, let me, I don't know. Let me see if another, you know, Apple genius or some person can help us. He came back and he was, you know, a big fellow and he had like one of these sweat, um, these sweat uh, towels and he was rubbing his head and he was sweating. <laughs> and he was, it was really funny. Your and typical I was like,
1: Apple genius.
4: Yeah, he was, and he had, like, low, you know, hanging glasses, like, kind of on the cliff of his nose, and he was like, well, he's like, they couldn't tell me anything, so maybe we just need to install an update. I said, no. I said, I just told you the update is useless. I don't want you to do anything like that. Just, isn't there, can you please? And I looked at him straight in the eye. His name was David, and I said, David don't tell me I'm the only person who has this problem. And I looked around. I said, this person, I I looked at her, I said, hi, do you have a three or a three G? And just by luck, just by luck, she had a three G. She said, yeah. She said, I'm having, I'm having so many problems. She said, are you having, and he was like getting nervous. He's like, iPhone four is here. iPhone four is here. And I was like, David, I'm not the only person. Look, like she's saying it, this, you guys released a bad update. Like, Call the company right now, do something, tell me, you know, don't let me walk out of here like this. I'm so embarrassed, like I can't believe what I did, but I did this out of necessity, out of necessity, needing email, needing all of the things that, you know, I depend on with this phone and anyone who has a smartphone can, you know, testify to that. You really become attached to the phone and it's, it's just, it becomes a necessity. And when he told me, he was like, when did you buy this phone? I said, can you give me a new one? Like, what, what are you trying to say? And he was like, well, you can maybe be eligible for all these breaks and rebates and this. And it turned out to be really cheap. And he gave me, you know, the maximum memory. I ended up leaving with an iPhone 4, I'm embarrassed to say. I fell for it. They got me, basically, is what I will say. But... I'm embarrassed also to say that that phone broke. That phone malfunctioned. It didn't work after uh, six months, and they had to give me a new phone. I had one-year warranty. Apple sucks. That's the bottom line. But And I still don't have – Flash is not supported by iPhone. um, It never will be. Yeah, it never will be. I know. Until Steve Jobs dies, probably it will never will be.
2: Well, then, even when he dies, they'll they'll continue not to support it, just in just as like a tribute to
1: him. Yeah, flash won't matter by him. that point. I it's heard people
4: hate him at Apple. Maybe you're wrong. I don't know. I, I think I they do. Know. They, they love him.
1: The, I think the people at Apple are crazy about him.
2: Are you kidding me? Anyone who's had a direct human to human interaction with him will come away and tell you this guy is a ball busting cocksucking prick.
1: Mm -hmm. yeah i think you have to have a certain mindset to want to be a a, like a true apple employee working at the headquarters and part of that is you you drink the uh the steve jobs kool-aid
2: i've heard stories about how someone came up i don't remember the guy's name but it, it it is a true story this guy goes up to steve jobs on a monday at some convention or something and says so hey steve how are you how was your weekend and steve goes uh do you think we could increase the level of conversation here just a little bit (laughs) Then just walks away from him. I mean, what a condescending man. What a, just a shell of a man.
1: Just a miserable, Smithers, go get my limousine, Mr. Smithers. You know, I think he's somebody who's burdened by his own success. It turned him into a monster. It's
4: like Osama bin Laden. It's the same as Osama bin Laden, I think. There's always going to be people who idolize jerks, you know, bad people. And I think Steve Jobs is in that category. I don't know. I mean, it's like he—he's a cult hero, but I don't know why. I—I don't, I don't. There's no clear the, the, his era. Those days of, oh, he's such an innovator. He's such a bit. Those times are over. Now he's typical corporate trash to me.
2: So, Fry's girl, if you're on the brink of telling me that you're considering a switch to Android, I'm going to be on Amazon after this show, purchasing the Barbara Streisand box set.
4: <laughs> no, I can't. Well, I'm just—I'm so it's it, I'm in, the, I'm in the grid, you know. I don't know how to say it. I'm in the Apple grid. I have the iPhone. I don't know. I'm stuck with it. I, I don't want to do a whole transition. I, I
2: wouldn't I, recommend I it right phone. now. I wouldn't recommend that you switch to a different <sighs> platform right now. And the reason I say that is because really, frankly, I don't think there's any Android phone out there right now that's particularly impressive. I think that you should get the next-gen iPhone, the iPhone 5, and uh, then w- when you start to come toward the end of that phone's life cycle— Then take a look and see what's happened with this Google Motorola merger buyout thing, uh, and and then maybe consider a switch.
4: Maybe I, I have to say I also I also like how quickly my data comes through on the iPhone. I've seen some Android phones; they're really and I don't know if there's. I don't mean to get all Alex Jones, but the new Android phones—they're like it's like they're made to be slow. And I know I'm on. I have one of these valuable, you know, unlimited data plans that are are no longer available to people, but I, and I can stream as much as I like, and it comes through quickly, but I've noticed Android phones are just slower.
1: Huh. Curtis, comments? comments? I I wonder if that's, because I mean, my my experience with Android is it depends on the hardware you're you're using it on. Uh, It depends on the processor, because some of them do seem extremely slow, but for the most part, any newer one, Mm -hmm. once you get to the Droid... Droid X level seem perfectly fine and responsive to me. So he just shot you down there, fries girl. I well, think you need I'm to just pack up and go. I haven't
4: tried every single Android, you know. Well, but, the, phone, well, but like
1: like Michael said, there there are several really bad implementations of it, and if you've experienced one of those, it will scare you. Because there are some people who, or some some companies out there, who try to jam android onto a device that was too slow for it the
2: only android phone that i could recommend to somebody as something i would feel confident in is one of the nexus devices but the problem there is the nexus device that's out now the nexus s is not really what i would call modern hardware right um and there is the nexus s2 which apparently is on the way i have no idea who's going to well i guess it would be samsung if it's an s2 um, it's on the way, but I don't know I'm sure it'll
1: be a dual core processor. It'll probably have a gig of Ram. Uh, yeah, okay. well, well it, like, like any Linux, uh, front end that it can be really awesome if the hardware is able to take advantage of all those cool things that it can do. Or, uh, if you're sticking with a shell, it can be the, the simplest little machine. And that's the problem that phones have. People are used to having all the bells and whistles on a phone. So if your hardware isn't up to the, the task. It might be able to run the operating system just fine, but it can't do the front end interface. So,
2: fries girl, what are your plans phone wise? I mean, you just feel like you're screwed, and that's it. There really is no plan.
4: I think we're all screwed, first of all, when it comes to these phones. But and the you know all the data things that they charge us for with them. But in terms of my plan, I will keep with Apple. It's because it's the easy thing to do right now. Um, it's like you know, I'm in politics. Like you pick the lesser of the evils, whatever. I'm going to keep with Apple for now. And I will maybe, I even mean, if I have to, I, w- I want to keep my 4. There's no reason I should need a new phone. I should need to upgrade to an iPhone 5. If they do this same trick where they release this terrible update forcing the 3G people to, you know, like I said before, what happened with my 3G, that will be, I don't know, that might drive me to get an Android, but... Like well, I'll saying, go ahead and
1: so I tell I you that's going to happen. <laughs> that, that, that's that, Because <sighs> oh, the problem is that they...
4: There needs to be more consumer protection. This is outrageous. Like, that these companies get away with this shit, excuse me, that they get away with these kinds of actions is just, I don't well, know. Like, is, this is ridiculous.
1: Just, just don't get hooked into the iCloud uh, features that they're going to promote heavily with the new iOS update.
2: Oh, yeah, uh, which, by the way, does things that Android
1: has done for three and a half years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but let's forget it's that. Uh, but, but the thing scan. is, because what it's happened to you with your 3GS is that, just like we were talking about with Android and hardware, the 3GS just didn't have the the memory to, to handle the OS and all the applications running, and so it bogged down. I
2: was listening to Rush a couple of weeks ago, and he was talking about the new uh, cloud stuff that's going to be here with iOS 5. He's was like,
3: did you know that I can actually update my phone without having to connect it to the p- computer? I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the technology with which we are bestowed uh, is truly amazing, and I want to highly recommend Apple uh, for all of the people uh, who happen
2: to uh, be listening. And I'm, th- I'm just sitting there thinking, do you know what an old man you sound like right now? Do you have any <laughs> idea how many people there are floating around out there right now like me just listening to you puking into the back of their throat? Listening to you say this about iOS five as if something yeah. revolutionary is happening here. This is called catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but- they get
4: away with a lot. They get away, but then the media, I'm saying they get away. There's a lot of Apple. Apple is like Obama. Like in the media, people just don't catch up. Except, except if you get into really technical media, the mass media loves Apple and they get a lot of free advertising out of that.
2: Fry's girl, listen. I know this is not a political show. But I've got to ask you, what was it that turned you on Obama? Because you were so—I just can't no. let you go without asking you this. You were—you were, you were Captain Obama.
4: I was backing Obama because of who was his opponent. You—you you backed Obama. I did Obama not back Obama. You—you you voted for him over. Are you kidding me?
2: I stayed at home.
4: <laughs> okay. Well, you've got me mixed recall- up with someone else, sister. <laughs> I don't have uh, that much Alzheimer's. I remember that you, yeah, I recall you say, stating that, you know, you were going to go with Obama this time around. What? Curtis, the can you such...
2: set the record
1: straight here? Yeah, I don't, don't remember know what's happening. hearing that.
4: You can that. go on your site and
2: you, search for you, you find the post where I said that, and I will I give you. I
1: saying that as a joke.
2: You, but... you find the post where I said that in a serious way, and I promise you right now here on this okay. show, I have a $500 check for you.
4: Oh lord. Okay, well, I will. I will. That's about the cost
2: of an iPhone five. Yeah, that'll. And I mean a post where I'm not being sarcastic. Oh well,
4: see. There's there's only three posts. How how are we gonna determine whether it's sarcasm?
2: Because I type in italics (laughs) when I'm being
1: sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) He uses the sarcasm tag,
4: (laughs) which would be when he starts typing and then he
1: stops typing.
4: There was no tag. I remember registering this in my memory. Well, let me just, I mean,
2: you can just take it from me, Fry's Girl. I remember what I did, and I was never on that bandwagon. But I'm curious, what was it that turned you? Because, I mean, you were just so on board. I mean,
4: I was on board... Because, as I said, let me explain. And I, ex- I remember saying this because McCain, honestly, like, he was a disaster. And I didn't, and at the time, Palin was also just too green. I think she was not, and I think he would have died, honestly. McCain, I don't think, would have survived. And I just didn't like Palin at the time. Um and she was really, I, as I said, she was green. I liked her at first, and then I realized, uh-oh. Then, so I went with Obama. I thought, you know, this is safe, and, you know, at least, it I just seemed safer, and I thought there's, you know, there's some possibilities with him. He was different. Uh, now, real. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying hindsight is twenty twenty, and everybody was right. He was, he was fake, and this. But he was an empty suit. He really, you know, he turned out to be pretty useless. And I think, um, you know, he was handed a bad. Bad uh, economy, a lot of bad things. But I don't think he had was set to improve anything. I don't. I mean, he hasn't. I don't know what he's done. You know, it's not that he's. Done, I hear people say, "Oh, he's taking this country to communism." But what I realize is that he just didn't do anything at all. It's almost like he's just. I don't know what he does all day. I don't. I don't know. I mean, this, it's a big mystery. I. They used to make fun of Bush for going on vacation so much, but he doesn't work. I mean, I don't. I don't. I, I don't see one thing, I mean, other than the healthcare thing, which that's not even going to sustain itself legally. I don't think he's done anything. And that's what bothers me is he has all this stars and medals for education. You know, he's very well read and educated, but it's like he can't do anything. He's useless. He's incompetent. I don't know what it is because he seems intelligent. So I, I, I'm just really, I'm fed up with him in terms of, you know, his, in action, and he has all this power, I don't it doesn't make sense to me, you know it makes me angry. it makes me because it's a critical time, you know we're we're gonna lose the edge in America, and it's really sad. so that's one reason i'm I've fallen out with Obama, but I was always you know on board for Ron Paul, and I'm sad, you know that even right now he's not getting the attention, you know, Rick Perry kind of took his thunder because he was in second place in Iowa. So that's where, I mean, I'm, I was always in Ron Paul. I mean, that's for sure. And I, with Obama, he's just been such a disappointment. Not that I was, I wasn't expecting him to do a lot. And I didn't think he would ever win re-election, even if McCain had won. I never thought anyone who won the last election would win a re-election. But he definitely doesn't deserve to win anything. He's been a failure. He has failed everybody.
2: Fry's girl, are you threatening the president?
4: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going kidding. to call Alex Jones. <laughs> this is the reason. To call. I will not
2: protect you from the uh, Secret Service. I will turn you in. How do you no, know I'm
4: not on on the. I could be in that whole thing. How do you know I'm not. What is it called? Black ops? Hmm.
2: Psy ops? So actually, you're calling in to discredit Alex Jones, but what <laughs> would be your motivation to do so while simultaneously criticizing the president? What would be the tie in?
1: Help me, Curtis, logic.
2: Use your logic skills, quick. I don't have it. I believe
1: she works for Google, and Google is upset that they haven't gained complete control into the airwaves and the uh, communication lines, so therefore they have sent her here to, first off, discredit Apple and Steve Jobs, second, uh, Alex Jones, and third, uh, Barack Obama, who would be the trifecta of control in this country.
2: Well, you weren't playing around. You really took this thing seriously, there, didn't you? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, you at least you took the show back to tech. That was great. So, Fry's girl, what else would you like to say about Apple? Is there anything else, or do you feel like you've pretty much you feel like you've pretty much gotten it out there?
4: I think I've I've said everything, and um, I. Well- I also want to say Apple Fox. Just for the record, I, I mean, I, I am reluctantly with Apple. That's thats what I want to say. And well, I think a lot of people who have iPhone will relate
1: to that. Uh, on behalf of uh, the Apple Fan Club, uh, number 73216, I want to thank you for your experience, and we appreciate <laughs> all these great comments.
2: Uh, I think you need to add a few more digits to that number there. And yeah, you probably oh, oh, oh.
4: Well, there's one thing i want to say all of their tech support is canadian and that really ticks
1: me off is it really you know that's not true because i just talked to their tech support well actually i know from experience uh where i used to live uh in central indiana they have uh, an entire tech center there devoted to apple iphone support fries girl why are you calling our show with misinformation
2: they do have support in canada but not all of it is that's the only part i'm disputing <laughs> Okay I now. Go. It, over. Okay, so clearly everything she said about Alex Jones <laughs> and everything, everything you, No everything
1: going to call in anymore with me acting like this, am I?
2: And now there she's. And now just give her a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. She's going to start making excuses for the Illuminati, and 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 she's just going to use us as a mouthpiece to perpetuate the uh, New World Order oh, of which I'm of sure she's I some, a huge yeah, I fan. To
1: add to the stream really quick if you can hold on just a moment.
2: Thank you for calling, Fries Girl. It was really nice to hear from you, and hopefully you'll call Yo, again. Welcome back.
1: She's gone. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to add our our buddy to continue your Illuminati uh, direction, but I, I you're going to play
2: that. Alex Jones on this show? No,
1: no, never mind. Forget yeah, let's it.
2: let's just never mind that and move on. No. Um, so was there anything I, I just, else? We, we were talking pretty much about the idea of Google buying a cell carrier um, yeah. before Fry's Girl called, and I'd like you to try and remember where it was when you left off.
1: Well, the 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 big issue that that I said I would love if they purchased a, a carrier was if they would open up the technology here in America or help push for it, where you could actually have the faster, better networks that the rest of the world, uh, or at least Europe and uh, parts of Asia, experience where you actually have fast internet, less dropped calls, uh, better technology that rolls out quickly, like LTE and 4G. Uh, WiMAX, things that the rest of the world uh, expect, and we the, get very slowly There seem
2: there, se- there seem to be some minute, I guess you could say, reservations on the part of some people with regard to whether this merger is actually going to be allowed to happen, or buyout, I guess, is the right. more appropriate term to use. And uh, the reasoning being, well, I don't know, just stupidly people repeating the term, well, Google is already so big. But, you know, it's not really a monopolistic move on their part since they don't yet manufacture anything. So you can't really say that. So the merger or the buyout, rather, is going to go through. But once the buyout is done, if later... Excuse me, I had caffeine-free Diet Coke just prior to this segment. Uh, Well, thank you. (laughs) If the buyout does go through, which it will, I'm sure, and then later on down the road they decide they want to buy a carrier, I think that's going to frighten a lot of people because it's going to totally... Throw the American wireless model on its uh, on its back. It, yeah. It, well, well, again,
1: getting getting back into the, the, the deeper that may ripple not be effects. approved. It, but yeah, it will it, be tough. Uh, but if uh, Barack Obama wins a a second term, maybe he can help that happen.
2: Uh, you really think that that would be the case with him as president?
1: W- would he back uh, Google? Well, was the thing
2: that I expected from an Obama presidency, and maybe this is what Fry's Girl is referring to. Uh, one of the things that I mentioned uh, on Coast Cab two or three years ago uh, when Obama won the White House was that I expected a reigning in of the mobile carriers. I mean, yeah, I didn't support Obama, but I mean it's mathematically impossible for any human being to com- to be completely wrong about everything. And one of the things I expected from a liberal democratic administration was a reigning in of the mobile industry as far as consumer rights go and consumer protections and uh, breakup of the uh, anti-competitive behaviors that they engage mm-hmm. in. You know, one company changes their pricing and then the other company two months later will change Include. it to match. And, oh, hey, no, we have competition in this industry. Oh, do you? That's not competition. All you guys are doing comp- is participating a in a club. And everyone is forced to buy into it. There's no choice whatsoever out there. At least there is some now. But, I mean, if we continue uh, on this evolutionary path that we're following right now, where AT&T buys up T-Mobile and uh, they get rid of their unlimited data packages and suddenly Verizon follows suit a few months later, uh, that is not competition. That is just – that's consumer slavery in my opinion. Yeah, well – one of the things I expected that, to see a reigning in of this behavior with the Obama administration. It never came. And with that's yeah. even with Obama's stacked FCC. So uh, that's why I say I'm not so sure that an Obama administration would necessarily do any favors for Google as far as shaking up the mobile industry is concerned.
1: No, I, I think that Google and uh, the current administration are a lot tighter than, than you think uh, because uh, – if Google were to expand out into the the, the mobile uh, services as far as a provider, mobile service provider, one of the things they're going to want to do is expand their reach to as far uh, as many parts of the country as they can. And they're going to need, uh, let's say they, they go with Verizon or, or T-Mobile. T-Mobile is probably the, the low-hanging fruit at this point uh, if at and doesn't uh, get its merger all the way through. I don't know what the status is on that, but I know some people were, were complaining that that shouldn't happen. So let's say that T-Mobile is still available and uh, Google were to grab it. First thing they're going to want to do is beef up the infrastructure and get it out farther. Uh, Getting the government on your side is great for that. Uh, One of the ways you can push that is saying you're building a major mobile infrastructure project that's going to put people to work and uh, give better access to people in rural areas and low-income people. Google's the only company out there probably with the resources to just throw in a project like that. Obama would be completely behind that. All of a sudden, overnight, you have a national network ran by uh, Google with uh, government backing. I can see that happening. Hmm. The other thing, too, is uh, Google – How did you like that substantive comment on my part? Hmm. That was was nice. It actually summed up really well the uh, opposition, (laughs) uh, which is all you're going to be able to say is, hmm. But look at the scenario – three years from now let's take, take T-Mobile out of it. God, I'm really they'll... excited to see how things are going to be. Yeah. We'll, we'll think about from Google's perspective, you mentioned a few moments ago that you're, you take a company that didn't have any hardware. They, they were developing and selling. Uh, they weren't manufacturing anything. Well now all of a sudden they are uh, a lot of network devices specifically in the broadband uh, internet uh, and home internet devices. You have set top boxes with Verizon Fios, uh, you also have AT&T's U-verse, uh, IPTV system, all the Motorola surfboard modems out there. And again, lots of switching equipment and uh, network infrastructure uh, that, that Google's providing. Oh, wait, Google also has Google TV. What if they put that inside that set-top box or that cable modem? And uh, So provide- Mo-
2: Motorola Mobility is responsible for the uh, crappy Motorola boxes that we got from the yes. cable company? Wow, yeah, that's when really they spun gonna- off.
1: What they did was they went one direction with with Motorola to create that enterprise solutions. That handles all their uh, public communications and uh, 2 way anything that's running over the airways that uh, is considered public response or uh, public services, that's over in the enterprise section. All the high-end communication systems that like the government uses that Motorola provides, uh, not for telecom, but pretty much like voice over IP type telecom. As a part of that, Uh, all the all the parts that were connected to large contracts that were hard to uh, change on a moment's notice, uh, you know, things that were three, four years out uh, contract wise, that's all part of the enterprise section. The mobility is all the simple, easy things for Motorola to to spin out new hardware for. So, again, cable modems are a part of that. The infrastructure to manage a cable modem or a cable broadband connection, uh, all these set-top boxes. Uh, Motorola was tied in heavily with uh, uh, Microsoft with uh, media media play. I, I have to think exactly what the the software platform is called that uh, a lot of IPTV uses. Motorola was one of the largest providers of it. Uh, the The point being here that. Uh, Google has all these technologies sitting here that they were already pushing uh, to become uh, – what, what's the word I'm looking for? You uh,
0: Permeated ridiculous? throughout
1: – yeah, there you go. Uh, in in the, the home entertainment system uh, or life of people, and again, that circle of digital uh, life that everybody has. Well, Motorola quietly surrounds you in it already, the, whether it's for your TV, your cable modem, your phone. Uh, now Google owns – hardware pieces of technology and patents to control that you easily can slip in Google TV now. And and it's a a value added service. uh, That's great. uh, Great for Google and potentially great for the end user too. If it's a seamless experience, Uh, it it would be so easy for them at that point to uh, take on a Comcast or time Warner or potentially buy them. I mean, they they're already going to have their uh, their entire network at, at their control, Google will. So uh, it wouldn't take much to either limit and, and cause trouble for the networks uh, because of net neutrality issues, things like that, which Google is, uh, used to be very heavily uh, pushing for net neutrality. Now they're, they're kind of murky, aren't they, on their, their point of view on it? Well, they used to be a strong defender of it, I know.
2: But. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if perhaps that might not be because they do have future plans. Yeah. to perhaps make an entry into the
1: mobile space as far as uh, yeah. being a well, carrier goes, and they just wanted to sort of hedge their bets. Well, here, here, here's my my next prediction. Look at the noose they're putting around Verizon's neck now. They're going to maintain some of the, the higher-end mobile devices are now owned by Google that Verizon sells. Their Verizon TV service, which Verizon has spent a lot of money rolling out through Fios, they now have a tight tight connection to that network now and the tv service that Verizon's trying to provide it would be very easy now for google to squeeze the life out of verizon in an ultimate takeover or to partner with them to create more open networks but have you ever seen verizon open anything up uh, google has a lot of control here that they could again they could do a lot of consumer good by uh pushing verizon or they could buy them so my prediction is ultimately that they uh they they squeeze them to the point of less and less profits and uh, lower and lower stock value uh, to where Google someday owns Verizon. Okay, so some part of Verizon. In, I, I don't know.
2: When was our last show? Uh, was that Saturday? Or no, that was Friday, I believe. Yeah. It was uh, and the- so, Friday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. so four days ago, you predicted that in two, three, four, maybe five years, Motorola and, and Android would come together in some way, and it happened like two days later. So yes. I'm predicting that since you just predicted this, the uh, eventual ownership or control over Verizon by Google, we'll probably be talking about that coming to fruition on Monday.
1: It will, I, I will make sure to have my calendar clear to, <laughs> to discuss that.
2: Yeah, I think that uh, for the next couple of weeks, you should just not do anything. You should just tell your family, do not look at me as your father or husband for the next two weeks because there's a potential
1: I could need be needed on a radio show. Consider it done. You, uh, My family probably will consider that a vacation. They'll they'll thank you and send you a card. Well, uh, well, really quick, again, not, not like uh, the prediction I made wasn't something that, uh, of course, I wasn't totally right on it. I throw that out there in the very beginning. But but you and I together hit upon something that, that obviously had value to it and importance because Google was already in the process of making it happen. And you and I had no inside knowledge of it. We we're just looking at the information out there in front of us. Uh it, it shows the, the value of looking at what's happening on the internet and talking about it as a group. You know, you and I aren't experts at everything. Uh, we do the things we do well and uh, we like to discuss the things we don't do well. And, and I think our listenership is, is a lot of people who are really at least interested in tech, if not experts in tech. I really want to get more of their voices in here because the more we talk about it as a group, the more we can sort out what these companies are doing And the more we do that, the better control we have on making choices in the future. So that whole long rant was to get all all of our listeners to get involved in this conversation because it takes all of us to to sort this out. It's a a deep issue of what these companies are doing and how we benefit from it.
2: And a really great way that you could get involved in the conversation is to call us up at 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948 couple other things we'll talk about when we return in just a few moments
0: call the spec sheet now at 573-837-4948 This is the spec sheet with curtis thornton the internet's premier technology podcast on this broadcast we're accepting tech support calls only from middle-aged black females named lois call the show now at 573-837-4948 that's 573-837-4948 and now here's the spec sheet and again that's
2: 573-837-4948 if you want to call the show tonight uh, we're in the last segment here. We'll just go ahead and sort of do, I guess, what you could consider a lightning round of sorts. Uh, but before we go on to what it was specifically that I wanted to talk about in this segment, uh, Curtis, during the break, you were telling me that Standard & Poor's has actually downgraded Google's stock as
1: a result of the Motorola deal? <laughs> right. So uh, from from their point of view, they think that uh, what Google's done here, creating this insulation from... Uh, lawsuits and the risk of uh, intellectual property uh, issues. Uh, this is an article according to C- Cnet.com. Uh, uh, they say that uh, SP thinks that this whole plan is going to fall apart for Google that it doesn't actually add any kind of protection to them. So they see it as a bad bad idea and it's going to take longer to implement than than Google says. So they've downgraded them from a buy to a sell and they've lowered their their pricing uh, to the 500 to 700 range. So, if you're if you follow S and P, the same company that backed all the the mortgage uh, securities companies before the uh, the downfall of uh, of the economy, if you go with them, this is a bad idea on Google's part, and it's just going to cost them money. Uh, and is also, of course, the same company that downgraded the U.S. just uh, several days ago. So I don't really know what this says any more than how disconnected S and P is to the actual uh, function of the market at this point.
2: You know, these are just a bunch of suits. They have no vision. They have no guts.
1: They definitely have no balls. What happened to taking the whole point of uh, the investment world is taking a risk, whether you're a publicly held company or the investor, uh, Google, is taking a risk here, but it's a pretty safe risk.
2: Well, I think that the investment industry has demonstrated itself to be utterly and completely risk-averse as a result of the fact that they were given billions upon billions of dollars by the federal government in order to start loaning money to people to buy homes and get the economy moving. And they didn't do anything. Why? Because it's too risky. They don't want to assume the risk. So, I mean, rather than have some strings attached to all that money to say you will loan money to people as a result of getting this money, they just sort of sat on the cash, and I don't know what they've done with it since then.
1: They've let it grow. Uh, They've made money off of the money they were given.
2: Well, my point is this. They are only looking at the boring intellectual property aspect of this. They are not looking at the aspect of the potential for Google to create a product that's going to take the market by storm and destroy Apple. They're not even looking at that as a remote possibility. They're just simply looking at the, the, the possibility that this IP is either going to protect Google or it's not. And the deal, in their view, is going to take too long for it to protect them in any meaningful way. And And so, too much
1: cash to position for anything of value. So
2: that means sell. I'm telling you, if you listen to these idiots, I'm not even an investor. And I'm sitting here looking at this, and I just know instinctively in every cell of my body, I can tell you that if you don't go out and buy Google stock now, um, you don't know how to invest. You don't know a good deal when you see it. I really think that this is the time to buy. I think I think maybe since they downgraded the stock maybe you should wait just a little bit to see how much further it goes down just just on the bad news the psychology of it all but then right. once it sort of tanks out just from that psychological uh, reaction then start buying I I I think it'd be a great time to buy Google I think yeah, I, I, I think over think the course of the next 24 months you'd you'd make a lot of money
1: I think it's totally possible remember we are not investors we have no uh No connection in any way. I mean, I don't own any Google stock. Uh, I don't own any Google stock, but I routinely stay
2: in Sergey Brin's home, and uh, I also have had relations with his wife. Well, that's Uh, fine.
1: I I think that makes you uh, uh, very open and willing to discuss this from all points of view.
2: I mean, I do enjoy uh, the niceties of their home as a result of the success of Google. So I guess you could say indirectly, uh, yeah. That is contingent upon the success of the company. So, okay, I am biased. Yes. So, so,
1: so according to, to Michael Van Dieven, buy, buy, buy. <laughs> buy,
2: buy. <laughs> I need another martini, please. Yeah, yeah. Buy. A- Apple I need that right? stainless steel
1: refrigerator to keep functioning. So, <laughs> yes. anyway. So, but yeah, so it comes down to the fact that uh, two things. One, SP is totally disconnected from my point of view to what real world investors are seeing. Uh, and second, uh, Not
2: even just real world investors, just regular people, consumers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. People who aren't even a member of the investor class. Yeah, well, think the other thing that amazes me is when you look at that that, that their their price targets in the five hundred to seven hundred dollar range. Look how expensive and over just in general overvalued stocks have become in certain parts. I mean, I know that the stock markets had major depths in the last two, two and a half years. But come on, man, to buy, (laughs) how is it $500 for a Google stock? Uh, Like I said earlier, you've seen the housing bubble. You saw the dot-com bubble. I think we're in the mobile bubble right now. I think Google's positioned to survive all that, but uh, there's still a bubble there. So So you think think, really, I just gave everybody a bunch of uh,
2: really bad advice. (laughs) No, no, because don't listen to me, people. This is not necessarily professional advice, and you should seek the counsel of an investment authority or expert.
1: No, I think you're probably right. I'm just saying in general, though, that that's that's amazing to me to see a company like Google that didn't exist not that long ago uh, has a stock price in the five hundred to seven hundred dollar range. I was just sort
2: of thinking about that during the show, just thinking about how these two college students just started some dopey little search engine in a dorm room, and now they're buying out Motorola. Yeah. I mean, what? What?
0: They should have just skipped all the
2: steps and just started the search engine and said, you know what? Let's
1: just go ahead and buy Motorola now. Why are we waiting 10 years? Can you imagine... They they probably did have a master plan that we. Had I no can't idea imagine of that they did. No, they it, don't. I, uh, I'm joking when I say that.
2: Okay, but. good. Yeah, I, I was gonna fire you as as the host of the show,
1: <laughs> but you can't. Our our the, the next big thing to hit the internet's coming from from you and I and the the, the spec sheet laboratories with uh, firefub. <laughs> don't forget.
2: Uh, yeah. We cannot exactly tell you what it is firefub is going to be comprised of, but let's just say. When you use FireFub, it is
1: going to revolutionize the way you perceive the web. Yeah, you, you, you've never seen such a rich experience as compared to what you'll see with FireFub. FireFub
2: is minimalist. It gets rid of all the cruft that just gets in your
1: way. Well, you know, there's so much junk, <laughs> spyware, porn, spam that's on the Internet. FireFub, really, the, the goal and in, in the... The center of the project is to erase all that and to remove it. So, I have a
3: great new feature for Firefox. I look forward
1: to, I a, <laughs> for I, I look forward to a day text, when...
3: I'm going to this
1: to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I look to, forward to a future with Firefox where, where I can sit down with my children and my grandparents <laughs> and together... <laughs> <laughs> this is great. See, the the thing is that if only they'd had Skype years ago and podcasting, then we would have got to see Google be created, just like right now the, the feature Firefub. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that through Firefub, I can sit down w- with my children and my my grandparents, and we can all experience the internet at the same level. I and wish we can you all could just see. It.
2: I wish you could just see the feature suggestion I just sent to Curtis. Yeah. I just can't tell you. I would so. Love to be able to articulate this to you. Oh, my God. So what do you think yeah. about that feature? That's, a-
1: That's great. Well, again, <laughs> that, that, goes right, that, 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 that dovetails perfectly with what I said there, that uh, people across generations can sit down at this browser, they intuitively understand how it works, and the experience is the same regardless of what you're doing.
3: Hold on. I have another feature. <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: Look for it soon. We're, we're also seeking uh, angel investors right now. We're looking for just a, a small amount of money, somewhere in the 21 to $25 million range to make this happen. <laughs> There's my new feature. <laughs> 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 and it also has innovative ways to keep you involved in the computing industry and up to date on what's happening.
3: If you answer that question wrong, it just quits. (laughs) (laughs) It just backs out.
1: (laughs) How about there is no right answer to that question? (laughs) But then people
3: won't get to see the rest of the features.
1: (laughs) 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 Are you sick of pop-ups ruining your internet experience? (laughs) No more with (laughs) Firefox. Firefub changes everything. <laughs> you
3: have no idea what we're talking about. I'm sorry. This is so
2: inside baseball. I promise you, as a listener, very soon, my commitment to you, you will become familiarized with Firefub. It's, oh. Anyway, it, we need to end the show.
1: Yeah. We need a tagline for it. It's uh, the browser for everyone.
2: No, I, I thought it okay. was uh, – um, We What was the tagline? It was, yeah, it was along those lines. Uh, the the browser for the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
1: right. <laughs> yes.
2: Oh, you guys, I tell you what, uh, this will be the official browser of the spec sheet when it comes yes. out. And yes. I plan to stand behind it. Uh, there will be endorsements bearing my name on
1: the Firefub website. And uh, I-, I hope that CoastCab.com will have a banner ad dedicated to it. I, I am. Total. Let me just
2: tell you something. In the coming months, remember the name Firefub.
1: And when you're hearing that name, think of the early days of Google or Facebook, companies like that. Not that we're going to try to limit ourselves to something as small as what those companies did. <laughs> we have bigger aspirations than that. But think about, you know, that small upstart feeling, the way they changed the industry. I mean, Firefub is like that, but much, much greater. I mean, it has real goals and plans.
2: And it's based on the Firefox code, so it comes with all the protection and performance you've come to expect from a browser. Well, also remaining open source. Oh yes, it is. Okay, uh, so that's Firefox.
1: Yeah, you can cut all that out if you have if you need to.
2: Uh, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to leave nice.
1: it. In. Yeah, keep it.
2: Um, okay, this is the final story. Then we're going to bail uh, the Bart cell phone situation, the Bay Area rapid train. Are we in
1: London right now with this story? No, this I mean, isn't it, San Francisco. It, isn't oh, I know.
2: I mean, but it is frightening, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it, it's just like a peek into what can happen. And mm-hmm. this is just on a really small scale as a result of a really a minute issue.
1: <clears throat> Something. Yeah. The yeah, AC, Go
2: ahead. The a- AC, this is from CBS News. The ACLU said Monday that they will not be filing suit against the Bay Area Rapid Transit Agency after BART cut off wireless and cell service at stations in an effort to stifle a protest last week. After the ACLU met with BART's police chief yesterday, their attorney, the ACLU attorney, Michael uh, Risher, said there were no plans to file a lawsuit. But he said he was disappointed that BART didn't promise not to use similar tactics in the future. The Electronic Frontier Foundation also said it was unlikely to
1: file a lawsuit over the disabling of wireless reception for three hours. The wireless uh, frontier or Electronic Frontier being the company that's supposed to protect us and our rights online. Yeah, I mean, if this isn't worth protecting, what is? I, yeah. I, they must have gotten into a closed
2: room behind closed doors and someone well, said something to them that made them walk away.
1: One of the questions that John C. Dvorak had on the No Agenda podcast that I don't know that I ever heard an answer to is, were these uh, fem to sell uh, repeaters that they showed That's shot what off? I
2: wanted to know and that's what I was going to ask you is okay. whether these were actual actually owned by the cell carrier or if they were just repeaters installed by
1: BART? Yeah. Well, the thing is that I know that, uh, all the major carriers, uh, w- when they set up deals with, uh, different districts throughout the country that they'll put in, uh, they'll put in their own repeaters into, uh, underground tunnels, uh, in, a- in areas with like mountainous, uh, regions that, that block cell towers or in big cities on, on the tops of buildings. And those are owned by the carriers and maintained by them. But I I don't know for sure who owns the BART ones. You have to think for, for all these guys who should be protecting our rights to not back it, they have to be owned by BART. Okay, well, here's a comment
2: from shtfplan.com. I have no idea what this website is. <clears throat> it's just a random reader comment I found, but it's as good as any phone call to the show, so I'm going to read it. Uh, John, this is posted on August 15th, uh, yesterday. John says, BART did not jam the cellular signals. They turned off the repeaters they own in the tunnels. No other cellular phone company owns the repeaters in the BART tunnels. Do I think it is right? No, it's a very slippery slope. However, BART did not trample on anyone's rights because they did not take away another company's service or jam everyone's phone. They very simply turned off the repeaters in the tunnels. It is important to remember this one little tidbit. BART owns those repeaters. No one else owns them. Before you get upset about it, ask yourself this question. Does Bank of America or any other company have the right to prevent cell service in the banks or company building that they own and operate? Well, I don't think that they do have that right. Uh, yeah. I think that the FCC has clearly, very clearly stated that you do not have the right to interfere with cell signals and furthermore, they do sell these scramblers that you can run and, and essentially shut down <clears throat> all cellular communication in your vicinity. And those are very illegal if you're caught using one. But yeah, it's a far was a- cry from shutting down a
1: repeater that you own. Yeah, there was a movie theater at some point, uh, I remember, in the past. Uh, that was employing those scramblers to, to block people from being able to use cell phones. Were the they told together. to
2: cease and desist? Yeah, there was a lawsuit about it. I forget exactly how it all shook it's out. a big but, uh, FCC fine if you're caught. It is. And I yeah. think there's even some jail time involved.
1: But if, if you create one of the drones that we talked about last show, you can put a scrambler on that and just send it up there and... Just randomly f- fly around with it yeah. and just, just randomly
2: scramble. just know. Wouldn't that be funny to just look at like a GPS tracker, like overhead satellite view of that. Yeah. And it has yeah. like a uh, circle that radiates out from the center of the map as you're flying this plane around. And you just know that wherever that plane happens to be, as you're looking at it, tracking it on the GPS map at that moment, <laughs> everything in that yeah. circle as that circle moves is dead. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever been in, w- would be in one of that?
1: <laughs> well it, that thing had an hd camera on it so you can record it and create your own people of walmart uh, type website but it's people with no service.com people of uh, walmart yeah have you have you never heard of people of walmart no i'm gonna take a look at that okay th- this website was made for you to laugh at for hours you're gonna love it huh. uh, the whole premise of it is pictures people took of shoppers at walmart oh boy this is a and great idea it's a train wreck it's great i wish that i had come up with it yeah uh, but uh have you ever been in a, a Faraday cage that uh, the block signals? No. Uh, at one point in my, my former life years ago, I worked for a, a regional uh, cell phone company and uh, the repair room where I, I wasn't a repair tech for phones, uh, but uh, I'd go into to the cage sometimes to look at phones that were being repaired. And uh, it was always so weird that as soon as you walk into the, the room that's protected, and all signal drops immediately. And while you're sitting that in that room, you know you have no connection to the outside world, and you're you're locked in the room too because they don't want people coming and going because you never know when. It's, it's like a dark room basically. Hmm. But uh, they're very weird. It, it's it's weird to watch your phone just die and then the battery drain because it's freaking out trying to find signal. <laughs> yeah,
2: people don't realize that when the signal gets low, your it, phone actually goes batshit and starts yeah. cranking at all kinds of RF into your brain. That's yeah, well.
1: Yeah. Well, the the other thing too, really quick on that was uh, that uh, w- when, when you're out there in the regular world and uh, your, your phone loses its signal, it's still locking into something for roaming, things like that. Uh, so so your battery drains quicker, but not nearly as quickly as when there's nothing. It's it's kind of funny.
2: I want to anyway. Po- I want to point out that the reason Bart shut down these repeaters was because. Uh, There was a planned protest last Thursday that was in response to the fatal shooting of some guy named Charles Hill by BART police in the Civic Center station on July
1: 3rd. And And uh, supposedly there's been several uh, incidents like that throughout time, not in in recent succession. But this isn't anything new uh, as far as the police having to take action against somebody in these. Yeah, whether
2: the police happen to be in the United States or England or Tunisia or Egypt, or Libya, or pick your favorite thug country. The only unfortunate aspect of that commentary on my part is that the United States conceivably has to be included in the list of those countries. Yes, it does. Um, And Bart's actions, according to this story, which is from, again, CBS, have prompted an FCC investigation and an attack on the agency's website by anonymous which resulted in personal information of more than two thousand passengers being posted online. Look, I like Anonymous because I think what they do is good. I think it keeps people on their toes. I think it.
1: Uh, I'm it, glad you said that because I was going to say that I, I think we should request that Anonymous pay some attention to us.
2: Well, I think that first of all, there's just something instinctive, instinctively in me that likes to see the middle finger raised to the man, and that's essentially what Anonymous represents is a modern technological version of that. Uh, so I like what they do in that regard, and I also like the fact that they're keeping uh, big companies on their toes when it comes to protecting the confidential information of their clients. However, I don't necessarily think that the way to protest consumers, regular people, being denied self-service, I, I don't really think the proper way to protest that is to reveal the personal information of those same yeah. people that you purport yourself to. To to support the rights of
1: well, it's one of those things where w- when it comes is that to the hacking, only way they can think of to attack Bart. Well, what w- what bugs me about the entire uh, quote unquote hacker world w- when it comes to what what uh, Anonymous and uh, LulzSec all those guys do is you have this other group that claim to be ethical hackers or white hack hackers who uh, do things for the right reasons they they supposedly and also go after the bad hackers. Uh, if you're a hacker from the point of view of breaking people's systems to, de- to deny service of some type, there is no white hat and black hat. You just are a hacker. And I, I think it's totally different than somebody who's reverse engineering. That's not hacking from the same point of view, what these guys are saying. So I don't want people to get confused. Uh, reverse engineering is totally different. And I think should be completely allowed. It's the only way we uh, can sort out what's happening in technology. But uh there is no good and bad hackers. They're, they're all ultimately bad, and we need them to, because if we didn't have hackers, then uh, security administrators and network administrators would never put in best practices. Uh, everyone would be lazy. Everyone would keep the default passwords. So I don't like ever seeing the end user's data put out there and made available, because it is. It's, it's like you're, you're uh, burning your own clientele when you do that. But at the same time, it forces... The people on the other side, the network administrators, all those guys, to do the right thing. And when they don't, it's their fault. Maybe so, they'll start yeah.
2: hashing passwords someday.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice. Exactly. Yeah, well, it, it's yeah, yeah, because I'm not for uh, what they did there as far as the release of information. And plus, uh, was an anonymous or LulzSec who released all the the police information. Uh, I think it was in Arizona. I think that yeah. was LulzSec. Was it okay? Well, you yeah, like that. I mean. I, I get you're mad at them. Do some things to cause them trouble, but but they
2: uh, attack the wrong people. I mean, the police yeah. aren't necessary. The police aren't responsible for what the legislature passes. Come on, right? I don't yeah. know. I like well, what they're doing, but sometimes I think they pick the wrong target just because it's the only accessible target.
1: Yeah, well, uh, well, I, I think they take a the very uh, indifferent approach to who who gets hurt. It's if you're in middle of the fire, then you're going to get burned. Yeah. And unfortunately fortunately or unfortunately we're all in digital lives what why is it that bart needs to have any kind of information about me that could be hacked that's my i think deeper question uh
2: after uh, following up on this conversation we just had would you like to go ahead and plug the uh, website your website
1: (laughs) my website yeah it is uh (laughs) radiotrainwreck.com what an asshole (laughs) thank you uh
2: no uh Week. I was talking to, think- to Curtis the other day, and he said, you know, Michael, I own CurtisThornton.com, and I just wanted to tell you that website is absolutely unhackable. It is as <laughs> solid as yes. anything that's ever been constructed <laughs> on the Internet, and I just really, you know, I just know that if someone tried to hack it, there's no way they're getting through my security barriers that I've custom created.
1: All I know is that that, that, that website, which you're right, it is a very, very powerful website on multiple levels, but... uh it has the strongest default password ever.
2: Well, we'll leave it at that.
1: This has been
2: the Spec Sheet with Curtis Thornton. I'm Michael Van Dieven. It's been a lot of fun tonight. I think we oh, yeah. brought you a good show. It's been a pleasure, Curtis. You did a great job tonight. You really brought it. Hey, thank you. All, All right.
1: right. As always, you, you, you bring it like always. So uh, I was asleep at
2: the wheel on the last show, I think. But anyway, that's neither here nor there.
1: Everybody have a good
2: night. We'll see you later. See ya. See ya.
0: This is The Spec Sheet.